The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What is up, everybody? Happy Victory Monday to everybody. What is going on? Thank you for tuning into the Windchill Factor Podcast Live. It is always a special occasion when we go live, as this is just a podcast. But I decided, why not go live when I got such an amazing crew of people with me tonight? Uh, starting at my bottom, of course, we got my man Jake Jordan, the lowdown every single Friday. First round by every single Friday. How you doing today, Jake? Happy New Year's, bro. I am doing great. Happy Victory Monday, everybody. This is doesn't it feel good to have that weight lifted off of oh, there's just that little chance that the Buffalo Bills can't make the playoffs. Feels very nice to not have that sitting on your back. Even though a lot of us didn't have, you know, we weren't sitting here going all doom and gloom. There are some people out there that have been like that. But it's so great to be on this Victory Monday, especially with these guys. My first time here with Dan Kelly, surprisingly, pretty much been on the network for the same amount of time we just have never been on a show together and of course we're here with a rich a rich always brings it the same with me and justice and yeah you already brought it up first round by friday night low down on the fridays you always got to check that stuff out everything here on built in buffalo is amazing and not only do we have a show together but these two guys over here also have a show together so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna throw it to dan dan how are you doing today my guy a rich is always wrong. Just want to kick off with that. Everybody needs to know it. And it, it, it's the thing. Jake, your last name's Jordan, yet you have Kobe in the background. Um, I'm getting a little confused there. Taking I got it. Jordan behind the camera, I promise. Jordan behind, Jordan the, behind camera. the camera. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's up, everybody? Dan Kelly, of course. Uh, it's a good day, like Jake mentioned. That there's no feeling like knowing we're in the playoffs, especially after not having that feeling in so long. But my man's here, the king. Hey, Rich, how you doing, buddy? Um, I'm doing excellent, everybody. Hey, Rich, I came Richens. You know my saying by now. If you don't know me, please get to know me. Uh, Victory Monday. It's 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 
a special Monday because now it's official that the Buffalo Bills are in the playoffs. Four years, uh, three out the last four years for the Buffalo Bills, and uh, it's an exciting time. It's, it's, it's getting revved up for, for playoff football. And I can promise everybody, nobody's going to quit like Antonio Brown did from the NFL. Nobody's just going to take <laughs> off all the clothes and walk off. So, so you got you got a good show. <laughs> uh, yes. So um, <laughs> I do want to take a minute to say what's to everybody in the chat. Um, look, guys, we really appreciate all the support. Seriously, um, you guys are amazing. And um, so tonight, guys, I just want to make you guys aware um, we are going to have like the, the, the idea of this show is to be like a debate, like a full blown, like Royal Rumble debate. Okay. So Justice, let's be honest. It's a guys crossover. To, hold on, crossover. Real, real quick, Windchill yeah, factor, conflict of interest. Crossover. I, I just I just wanted to to get out there for everybody in the comment section. I need you guys to throw out as many topics as y'all can. Okay. Okay. Anything y'all want to hear us debate about. Anything like if y'all have anything to add to the debate, anything, throw it in the comments. You know, we're gonna acknowledge it. We're gonna, you know, uh have this thing. We're gonna have a pretty exciting show tonight. So, first and foremost, uh, my man Martin Hernandez. Is that yes, it is. All right, Martin Hernandez. My man says singletary for MVP. A Rich is Singletary the running back of our future for the Buffaloes. You muted, bro. You muted, eh, Rich? Uh, the future of the Buffalo is running back room beyond this season. I I still would like to take that wait-and-see approach. You know, I I think all of us are, are victims of being fair-weather fans at some point or another. We probably see something and we probably speculate or jump or assume too quickly. So... I, I want to try to temper that back a little bit, scale that back, and and do a more of a, a, a wait and see approach. Let's see how Singletary continues to produce and progress in in January football, and and we'll see how things get there uh, to that point until until the off season. I'm I'm still on wait and see. I don't want to give or hand anybody no jobs just yet. Okay. How about you, Jake? What do you think of Devin Singletary? Do you think he should be the running back of the future, or are you on the fence? Well, I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm on the fence of actually being like okay, we're gonna pay the running back because you got to look at the future of the running back position. Obviously, Devin Singletary, we've seen the body of work up till now. He did pretty good in 2019 last year. The running game altogether was just kind of you know all over the place, whether it was play calling or offensive line play. And then this year, again, offensive play played into and especially the number of actual plays that they were running. Like it, it just didn't seem to be working. But as a rich said, you know, it's recency bias right now. Obviously people want to sit there right now and go, he's the guy. Like we already know he's had a, he's had a few good games, but it's kind of like the Ryan Bates situation where everybody already wants to crown him the left guard of the future. And I'm like, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Ryan Bates had a few good games, but we need to see this going forward. I need to see the same thing happen with Isaiah McKenzie after the Pats game. Mm -hmm. What happened? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, that the, the guy, he needs to take over for Cole Beasley, let him go. Like, I, I don't sit here. So running back of the future, running back is a position altogether that you really need to have a stud back there. If not, I don't really see the point in keeping a guy around who's just a guy, not like the mm -hmm. guy. 
So I, 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 de- I definitely think that the Buffalo Bills are probably going to keep doing what they're doing unless Singletary absolutely explodes. Probably just going to draft another like fourth, fifth round running back, and they're just going to keep the cycle going until they find that guy. That's interesting. And Dan, who I know doesn't sit on fences at all, he 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 likes to have an opinion one way or the other. So what do you think about Devin Singletary, bro? Give praise to where praise is due. And that praise goes to Justice General, who has been Singletary's bandwagon for as long as I can remember. Day and, one. And we and we gave you praise last night on, on the post-game show, Justice, mm-hmm. because Singletary performed. Oh, thank you. Is mm-hmm. is he the guy of the future? And and I'm prepared to give him more of a chance. I don't want to say he's the guy, it's over, the it's over. But I'm prepared, and I and I said this yesterday, I'm prepared to have him start next season as the number one running back for the Buffalo Bills, and I think I'd be okay with it. I think I've gotten to that. He's been playing hard recently, and what I'm noticing is it's not just, hey, I'm going to carry this guy today, I'm going to be bad for three weeks, and I'm going to carry you again in a few weeks. He's been consistently playing pretty well. Props to you for seeing it, Justice, and I think the Bills are going to be using him a lot more moving forward. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, now, let me, let me ask. Let me throw something uh, I, because I, ahead, I, I want to clarify, and I especially I want to get it clarified with uh, Dan here. When we say of the future, are we talking about because Singletary doesn't have that much time? Are we saying when we say of the future, are we talking about a guy that we're going to re sign, bring back, have him mm-hmm. on a second contract? Or are we just saying, oh, yeah, he'll just be our guy next year? But then we're mm-hmm. gonna move on. Like I, I, I don't know. I kind of want to get that cleared great. up. Great. Yeah. What do you think? As of yes, that, that that's a great point. As of now, I'm only talking about next season because yeah. I I don't know what else he's going to be able to do. What else he's going to be able to show us for MVP? I I understand Bills fans are big on like, you know, getting on these guys. You mentioned with Isaiah McKenzie, the MVP is going to go to a quarterback. It's probably not going to be Josh Allen, and we're all going to be upset. If you want to talk about who was the MVP of the game yesterday. Devin Singletary probably was the MVP of the game for the Buffalo Bills, but that doesn't mean that that's going to continue moving forward for next season. Singletary's earned his spot, but he has to keep proving himself week in and week out. But Dan, so do you think that we should just make Devin Singletary the feature back, or do you like this whole, you know, rotating him with some other running back you bring in? Or do you want to just give him a chance and like give him opportunity to be the guy? I think yesterday what they did was they gave him a chance. The only time that we really saw Zach Moss was when the game was out of hand or he really needed a breather. I mentioned if if it was stamina. I don't I don't know what the reason was that they weren't giving the chance, but he's proven himself as the coaches have given him more carries, he's done more and more with those carries. He's not making them regret their decisions. I'd be okay. As of this moment, we're seeing him as the future back, but he has to get what he's doing. I'm not on the Devin Singletary for 30 carries a game train, but, hey, he, he's earned a role in the offense moving forward. Okay, okay. So does anybody have any objections to Devin Singletary being the feature back? As in, like, let's just run him, and when he needs a breather, then we bring in someone else and see how it works that way. That's exactly how it should be. I think uh, Devin Singletary – uh say what you want we may we may have our, our differences uh in running back situation but uh Devin Singletary is proven to be the best running back on the Buffalo Bills roster right now and he looks like that he's widening the distance and because he's widening that distance it's now changed from in my opinion from committee 
to Devin Singletary should be the feature back for the Buffalo Bills. He has earned that right. I think that is that is where Devin Singletary improved. Now we, we still have questions on uh, if if the Buffalo Bills should want to resign or look at Devin Singletary as a future back for the Buffalo Bills for years to come. Those are things that may be questionable. But right now, 2022, this Buffalo Bills roster, Devin Singletary should be the feature back, no longer part of a committee. Go ahead, Dan. Jake, I'd like to ask you a question because you asked okay, me yeah. about Devin Singletary's future. One of the things you talked about was he's not the stud running back that that maybe you want him to be. But but really, running backs are kind of a dime a dozen nowadays. There's yeah, not yeah. really that many elite running backs. So what else do you think the Buffalo Bills could do to get that guy? Are you thinking they need to go higher than the fifth round? Are you thinking free agencies, a way to look for that? Where do you see them possibly getting this stud running back that you were talking about? When I say stud running back, I'm talking about like game changers, right? And the problem is I don't think the Buffalo Bills actually will ever get – maybe they hit on a game changer, but when I say – what they need to do, especially with how they run their offense, is I think Devin Singletary is, especially from what he's shown the last couple of weeks, perfectly adequate to be the kind of running back that the Buffalo Bills use. Uh, I would say that if the Bills were going to be more run-centric, yeah, I'd say that they need to go up and try to find that guy. And again, you got guys like James Robinson who are basically undrafted that you're able to find that are guys that do that. So I don't think the Buffalo Bills need to change their philosophy of going in those mid-rounds to get it. And I don't think the Buffalo Bills necessarily need a stud. I just think that, like you said, they're a dime a dozen. I, when I say the future back is just, I don't see the Bills allocating more money into the running back position than they really need to. If they just need a guy back there, not with their offense is completely focused on handing the rock off and pounding it down people's throats, which, you know, we'd like to see them do at times, but we all know it's the Josh show. So I don't know if they really find it necessary to have to get a guy like that it's so crazy to see the buffalo bills change from a rushing offense almost all of our lives to a passing offense like only passing half of the you can't run at all yeah i was just thinking about that (laughs) earlier that is crazy um but jake so let me ask you this okay between the last two games we've seen not very a lot of pressure, not a ton of pressure on just the offensive line. It's been pretty damn good, to be quite honest with you. They obviously uh, led to over 200 yards rushing for the Buffalo Bills in this past mm-hmm. week versus the Atlanta Falcons. Do you think they're making a case to to stay together to to give it a go next year, or are you done? You just want to see uh, you know improvements on the offensive. Line? Uh, can you, you kind of laugh with it? There's the question that are you asking me if do I think they take the same offensive line into next year? Yes, okay. Um, I see because I brought up Ryan Bates, so of course, I want to see Ryan. Bates. I think Ryan Bates in the last two games has shown better line play than anybody who's played at left guard all season. So I, and and of course, uh, T's and P's out to Ryan Bates. Hopefully he's okay. I don't know if we've had an update on him. Uh, He was hurt in that game against the Falcons, but I really do think that I love what Dave said. Imagine the bills with Derrick Henry. I, I I can't, I can't even imagine that, but with the the same as with Devin Singletary, don't run the ball. You can't run the ball. What is he going to do? 
For, for updates I, regarding Bates, Jake, I heard on WGR this morning, he would have been questionable to return, but since the game was practically over, they didn't put him back in. It is a knee injury, and that's all I have. Okay, well, well hopefully it's not super severe because Ryan Bates has been playing pretty damn good at the left guard position, something that we've kind of wanted for a while because our, our offensive line, they seem to kind of get it right when they threw Spencer Brown. And of course, Spencer Brown hasn't been amazing this year, but pretty good, especially for a rookie. And then you've got Daryl Williams at right guard. Really that left guard position has been the one where we're just like, guys, what is going on here? And people were calling for Ryan Bates, all those, all those people like, Hey, what are we doing with Ryan Bates? This guy can play every position on the line. Why can't we just play him? Obviously, we need to have the best guys in there, and it looks like that Ryan Bates is one of those guys that when he got put in and he got a shot, he's actually been taking advantage of it, and I like that. Uh, I think they're going to have the same offensive line. No, I think they're going to draft some people, of course, because offensive linemen do get expensive over time. So the Buffalo Bills and Brandon Bean, you know, he's one of those general managers that'll like drafted two tackles in this draft just because the tackle position is a premium and it's a high price tag. So I could easily see him going like, okay, well, we're also going to bring in, let's see, small MCL sprain. Okay. Well, then I, I definitely think that there's the depth at the offensive line still is not good enough for the fact that when somebody goes down, the Buffalo Bills have to switch four dudes around. I don't want that going into next season. That is that is ridiculous. They need to get it pinned down to where they have guys that are backups for certain positions, not, okay, well, if that guy goes down, move you, move you. Like, we, we don't need to do that. They need to get it under control. So, yeah, I don't think it's the same offensive line. It could be the same core guys that are on the front right now. Yeah, but I, those? I'm looking at Spencer Brown, Mitch Morse, Daryl Williams, and Deion Dawkins. That left guard spot. It'd be whatever, but I mean, we hope that it's Ryan Bates might not be, it might be even a rookie next year. Who knows? Cause I think Feliciano, like, unless they keep him to be like that backup guy, kind of like what they were doing with Bates where he was the backup center, but he could also play guard if he had to like that. That's an expensive guy to have at that position, but I don't think the offensive line is 100% the same as it is this year, next year. So you do think four of the five remaining starters, and I'm assuming you would like to keep Bates on the team as well. So if he, yeah, if you think five those five guys deserve to be on this roster next year, is what you're saying? Uh, I would say that because I'm I'm not going to say 100% Ryan Bates because again that book is still being written. We don't know, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I would say that the rest of the guys, yeah, I I think that they should should stay four out of five. Dan Kelly, has this offensive line shown you enough? to the point where you say that the, the guys current starting at this point deserve to another year to uh, play offensive line for the Buffalo Bills? No, no, because there's just been no consistency within that. I mean, they, they've played good for, what, two weeks in a row? I think this is another thing about crowning them a little soon. Bates needs to show more. Williams needs to show more. He had a really good year last year. They move him into right guard, and he's really struggled this year from what I've seen. Even Deion Dawkins, he's not going to get moved. Don't get me wrong. He's got the massive contract. He's a pro bowler now two times because he's a big name in the NFL, and the Bills are a successful team. But I don't think I don't think they're all safe, and I think there's definitely room in free agency and guys to draft out there that that can replace almost anybody. The only ones I would say are safe are the tackles being Dawkins and Spencer Brown. 
And those are so okay. All right. So you don't want Daryl Williams on this team next season. You don't want Mitch Morris on this team. It, next it's season. not. It's not that I don't want them on the team. I'm just saying there are possible upgrades out there that the Buffalo Bills could look at. A guy like Mitch Morris hasn't even been having the year that he was supposed to have. When he got paid by Buffalo, he was one of the top five centers in the NFL, arguably with the Kansas City Chiefs. He comes over, he has a really good year, and then the concussion. So he's staying healthy. A lot of the offensive linemen have had a problem staying healthy. So I really like Jake's point in adding to what you have in the reserves because once a guy goes down, the fact that we have to say, hey, you're playing left tackle, you're playing right guard, now you're playing center. No, he's hurt. Okay, you're moving to right guard. It's it's a lot. It's a lot for these guys to learn. If you just taught him one position, maybe they'd play better. Maybe a guy like Cody Ford might develop better if he doesn't have to play every position on the offensive line. I'm so glad you said that because that is something that I've beat the table for multiple times. And I've had that conversation with Justice and Izzy that I think the way that the Buffalo Bills do treat their offensive line has been detrimental to a guy like Cody Ford, where they're like, hey, this year we want you to play this position. Oh, okay. Well, actually, no. Now we're going to change you this year. You're going to play that position. I think that that's just something that they need to stop trying to do. And maybe that's also an indictment on Bobby Johnson, the offensive line coach, and not being able to get Cody Ford to be ready for these positions. I'm, I don't know, man. I, again, I'm going to beat the drum all the damn time is that I think the Buffalo bills need to draft a guy at a position and maybe you want to keep it. Okay. We want to keep you like to be able to go on this side of the line, flip flop between these positions. That's fine. But to get a guy and then the next year be like, no, we need to completely switch everything we taught you last year. You're going over the left side. I don't know. I think you need to have people that are ready to do that already because that's what they do. They're naturals at it. So I like that. So I like do, that a lot. Do you got do you think that that's the uh and I'm gonna get to A Rich in a moment. Uh mm-hmm. Jake, do you think that that's the same issue that uh the defensive line faces in terms of guys playing multiple positions and not necessarily having one specific job and playing all over the line? I I actually, you know, I've never actually thought about it that way. I feel like that with the defensive position, for some reason, the way that they've been coached, whoever's coaching the defensive line, is it still Eric Washington, right? Is he still doing that? Or did we lose that? Eric Washington is still the coach. He's still the defensive line coach. All right. Those guys, when they go in, it almost seems as if they're ready at the positions when, when it comes to the guys on the offensive line, when they get flipped there you see it's like, okay, well, this guy obviously hasn't been, you know, practicing that. Or And I, I think a lot of that has to do with the depth on the defensive line, too. Those guys are kind of already training in those positions all the time. They're super deep, like, hey, you're a defensive tackle. You're going to be a DN. And obviously, we might send you off the edge sometimes. But, like, with the offensive line, it's kind of just like, well, actually, yeah, you were playing right tackle last week. Yeah, now we need you to go play guard or left tackle where everything flips. I think it's a little bit harder, but again, I think it's an indictment on the coaching staff, and obviously the defensive line coach has his players ready more than the offensive line coach does when they have to switch positions on the fly. Rich, both trenches are probably the two biggest weaknesses on our two biggest weaknesses on our team right now. What is wrong with are the Buffalo Bills not tough enough? Like, what's going on? And why? What? In what ways can we fix what's going on with the offensive and the line? <sighs> That's an excellent question, man. I think the Buffalo Bills' offensive line in its totality has 
been average at best. And I'm and I think I'm being modest by saying average at best. So would I look to try to upgrade the team uh or offensive line? Yes, but look to upgrade the offensive line. I'm looking at how the Buffalo Bills is playing this year. Uh some of it is coaching as well. You have to find what is the identity. That's that yeah. that's what I think some of the, the the struggles is with with the offensive line. What is the identity of this team? What kind of offensive philosophy you're you're trying to run? And I think we're having some success because we we figured out identities. We see Mitch Morse and we see these guards pulling. So we see these guards pulling now on run plays. Our guards are pulling a lot now. Why? Because we have athletic guards, athletic move guards that's capable of, of getting to the next level. And I think Brian Dable is, is finally understanding what type of offensive line he has, right? So I think a lot of it is coaching, but at the same time, you definitely have to get better. You definitely want to get more, more – you want to be physically tougher in the trenches so definitely the guard position i understand ryan bates i love the guy from from penn state i'm a penn state guy so i really like uh, ryan bates ryan rick bates but uh it, it's a sample size right and we need we need at this point we need definites so i'm 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 all for ryan bates being on the team but i'm all for bringing in competition for Ryan Bates as well and uh, let the best man win, right? Um, we saw how it worked this year with the Buffalo Bills staying the same, right? The Buffalo Bills stayed the same last year and we we, we, we had a lot of complaints on a lot of different shows. So if you have an opportunity to improve the team on the offensive line, you definitely have to improve the team. Um, transferring over to the defensive side of the ball, uh, I just think we need a we 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 have to upgrade several positions on on the defensive line. I love Jerry Hughes, you know. I, I love Jerry Hughes and and what he's able to accomplish during his tenure for the Buffalo Bills. And you'll see a lot of people is going to put up a next gen stat metrics to 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 benefit Jerry Hughes, right? But the reality is, I noticed Jerry Hughes setting. I noticed Jerry Hughes plays. He trails plays. He's the edge. And he set certain blocks. And that's cool and that's fine and it's dandy. But we, what we want from our defensive end uh, is to stand home, is to get home. One and a half sacks this year is it's uh, we want to see more from Jerry Hughes. I understand next gen, next gen stats and productivity, but sometimes you want your you want the eyes to match the 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 advanced statistics right and and that's the problem that i have with the buffalo bills defensive line we have a lot of advanced statistics to show where they do well but we don't necessarily see it with our eyes right so i would i would love to improve in the trenches on both sides of the ball uh defensive end defensive tackle i love harrison phillips but imagine jordan davis with Ed Oliver. Imagine that big kid from Georgia next to Ed Oliver in the trenches. Then we're talking Ooh. about a lot more physicality along that defensive front. Now we're talking about it's it, it being harder to push the Buffalo Bills front back in. And Jonathan Taylor's like that, we want to be prepared for, right? So definitely uh, improvements on both sides of the ball in the trenches. And uh, we have to become a, a more physical bunch. And where are we playing at, man? We're playing in Buffalo. We're playing in Buffalo. Let's have a, a team that matched the, the 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 grittiness of 
the state they're playing at. Right now, the Buffalo Bills love the team, but we're talk we're having too much weather talks, in my opinion. It's too much damn weather talks, dome, uh, build a dome. Do you not see the background? <laughs> and that's fine. That's fine. But the reality is, I, I wouldn't mind the dome either. But the reality is that shit is not in no time soon. That shit is not coming anytime soon. So build a team, construct a team that is capable and built to beat you in inclement weather, just as well as as hundred degree weather. But maybe this team can do that. Maybe it's the coaching that doesn't allow these players the option. You mentioned it with the Falcons. The Falcons' offense works in inclement weather. Buffalo Bills' offense, however, doesn't. But I want to get to Jerry Hughes, and, and you mentioned again. Jerry Hughes is a fan favorite in Buffalo, but he's a fan favorite for what he did in the past, for what he had done to gain the contract that he earned and for him. But what have you done for me lately? Jerry Hughes over pursues on a consistent basis. You see him trailing behind on the plays. I really like that take. It's time to get younger. Addison too. I'm not a big Addison guy. He's a little bit more productive than Jerry, but you drafted these guys. Epineza, had a really good play on, on a toss uh, play yesterday against yes, the Falcons. Man. Maybe mm-hmm. he needs some more playing time. And and they swap these guys out so often. I understand it's about keeping the guy fresh, but get him more reps. I, I don't I don't know what, what the thought process is. And I, I want to go back to Mitch Morse a little bit too. I saw Dawn with a comment that said that Mitch Morse was top three, you know, among stats. And, and I, I understand how stats people are. You see it. You trust it, whether it be advanced, whether it be normal stats. Just think about the interior pressure that the Buffalo Bills have dealt with all season. You don't have to see stats to know that it's been bad. You can't blame just the guards because he's a part of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely right. He just is back, uh, just is back here in a minute. Uh, but uh, Jake, Jake, what are your which- thoughts on the offensive and, and defensive line issues with Buffalo? Uh, well, I've, I've just been sitting here reading the comments and of course you sit here and you see like build a dome and then now uh, we need to, we need to build a team that needs we to play in the We don't need to get into and, team dome again. Team dome happens every single podcast, every single video. Hey man, it's a, it's a big talking point, man. People are like, Hey man, I want to like, it feels like life or death to some people where it's just like, okay, let, let's hey, just be real for a second. To- money, money is not a thing that is available doesn't grow on mm. trees they don't even want to pay for the stadium let alone pay for I a know. dome so if they're going to build I, a stadium it most likely will not have a dome yeah i i'm and i think that the kind of the excuse and i've been on the like when the talks first started like when it was like hey we should uh we should build the dome i'm just like all right but you know one of the big things that you need to look at when you're looking at this team is kind of like yeah right now they're kind of built like a dome team but in reality, if you're going to be playing in Western New York, one of the biggest advantages that they've had ever since they've been a franchise is that their team, that when that weather rolls in, they can play in it, and it's an advantage for them. So if your team isn't built like that right now, you need to get it built to where they can play like that. Like, that, it, it, there's, there's not an excuse. Obviously, for fans, a dome might be nicer so they don't got to go sit out there in the frigid conditions. But look, I don't think that they're they're going to do that they're not going to be a running team even though i think that they should get a semblance of a running game which i feel like they're hinting at and if brian dayball goes maybe 
they'll actually lean a little bit more into it, especially in focusing on being able to have that when they need it. Uh, I definitely think that when it comes to the overall construction of the team, dude, the defensive tackles, and you guys were talking about it, they're old, man. Or not the defensive tackles, the defensive ends. They're old. Like like Hughes and Addison, they're old. And it's it's really – we love Jerry Hughes, right? We're like Jerry mm -hmm. Hughes, he's a leader on this defense. We love this guy. Mm -hmm. But he's just not getting there. He's not putting up those numbers. And, mm -hmm. of course, I have seen what you guys said, the next, next gen stats. There's always the people that are like, hey, but, yeah, look at look at the pressure that Jerry gets on. Jerry Hughes is not getting to the quarterback. And one of the mm -hmm. things that we are for both of our ends to be able to get to the quarterback. Like, that. that's just, that's just what we want. So if that's not what we're going to get with Jerry Hughes, I'm 100% on the wagon of, look, we don't need Hughes and Addison. If we're going to keep an old guy, an old veteran around, like, I think, think they probably keep Hughes around just because of kind of like his elder status with the Bills, even though I think that Mario Addison this year has kind of proven that maybe he's the old guy who should stay a little bit more just when it comes to production-wise. But, yeah, I think that I 100% agree with you, Dan. I think we need to get guys like Epinesa, some more playing time. Like, these guys that we drafted, we need to get those guys playing. And if these old guys just aren't getting it done, man, we got to put these young guys in and see what we got for what we drafted because we've seen these guys have flashes, man. I, I, I don't, I don't see. And I, obviously I understand that it's like, Oh, we need to have this rotation. We're going to keep these guys in there, but it's just, it's just not working out a hundred percent. We're not getting to the quarterback the way that we should, especially when it comes down to, if you tell me that our defensive line outside of the interior, Hey, what's up justice. Welcome back outside of the interior. Like, I, if you say, oh, are those guys going to get back to the quarterback in second in a critical, critical situation? I, I don't know if they are. I don't know if we really have that guy at this moment. And these are high draft picks. These aren't guys Damn. picked in the sixth and late rounds. Ebenezer's second round pick. Boogie Basham hasn't seen a lot of playing time this mm -hmm. year either. So why are you taking these guys if your plan isn't to play them? Yeah, I, I, I have – no idea. And I think that the Buffalo Bills probably will. Like, usually the thing is, those guys would be playing if they were able in practice to show that they, you know, deserve to get the playing time over it, which, you know, we saw Gregory Rousseau do in the preseason. He kind of forced their hand into playing him at some point. When I saw the first snap of the season, Gregory Rousseau was starting there on the <laughs> as the edge. I was like, whoa, okay. So this guy kind of proved that he needed to be in there. I think that more of the other guys, the Buffalo Bills kind of put a little bit too much into a veteran status, like kind of like what we were room, Emmanuel Sanders getting the start over Gabe Davis. But when it comes to production, sometimes these young guys got a little bit more. So I, I, I don't understand why the Bills kind of sit there and they value the veteran leadership of possibly playing these young guys who could have a bigger impact. So, Jake, what you're saying is that uh, <clears throat> Jerry Hughes should retire, huh? Either Jerry Hughes should retire, or if he doesn't want to retire, the Buffalo Bills should trade him. Dan, should, should Jerry Hughes retire? Or, or I mean, I I don't know if retires is the right term. Uh, maybe just move on from the Buffalo Bills. I don't I don't think he's he's here. We love Jerry for what he did in the mm -hmm. past. It's not. It's not about what he's going to do for us in the future. We, we love him for what he did, and I, and I don't think he can do 
it anymore. I'm a big Jerry Hughes fan. I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. But it, it's time. It's time to look at the the younger guys. Wow, Jerry Hughes has one bad year in like 15 years, and you say he needs to move. That's great. Hey, Rich, talk to me. It's some not just one bad year. Hey. Not just one bad year. How many bad years? I. It, it depends on what you're looking for. Well, I think it was yeah. a rich that was talking about you want that guy. He has the advanced metrics, but he doesn't he doesn't have the, the stats of your of a starting defensive end that is game changing anymore. And it's because he's getting older and he's getting a little slower. So my thing, my thing with this whole thing, and especially when we look your at thing next with this whole thing, my my thing with this whole thing, next gen stats and and all these different statistics that we like to look at. The Bills, when we see them, they have issues. We see these issues as, uh, uh, during the game, whether it's on the offensive line, whether it's on the defensive line. We see these issues. If we're going to continue to go to, by these advanced metrics, who the hell are we going to replace? There's obvious problems somewhere. There's problems somewhere. The water boy within, can be replaced. There's, 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 some, there's problems. There's something going on with the Buffalo Bills defensive line. I don't think they're a bad D-line, but... Week in and week out, they're they're having struggles with this run defense. They're having struggles in the trenches. They have struggles against uh, 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 physically dominant opponents. So that has to change. That has to change. So we have to be realistic in how it has to change. Gregory Russo is the rookie. He's not going anywhere. Carlos Basham is a rookie. He's not going anywhere. Ed Oliver has improved. He's our first-round top 10 pick. He's not going anywhere. Harrison Phillips is a guy that is playing better, and we want to resign depending if the number fits. If the number fits, we, we may want to resign him, right? So we have core players, but we still have to get that defensive line because when we play physical teams, we get, we get out-muscled. So where realistically can we improve? Well, guess what? Jerry Hughes is a free agent after this year. What do we want to do here? I love Jerry Hughes. If he's willing to come back on a minimal contract, one year, $4 million, hey, I'm all, I'm all good with that. You know, anything more than that, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Jerry Hughes. We love you. Maybe we can even have you on the Wall of Fame someday. But we appreciate you for your services if you think you garner more than Four million dollars, right? Uh, Mario, hey, Mario Addison, Mario Addison, Mario Addison has to go. Mario Addison has to go. Addison has had better stats than Jerry Hughes has had this year. Uh, he leaves our team in sex. Mario Addison has to go. <laughs> why? Oh, but why does Mario Addison? Jake, Jake was giving you the reason why Addison is playing better than Hughes this season. Do you want to both go on, Rich? Is that what you're referring to? Because I'm, I'm okay with I that would, too. Honest, honestly, yeah, I, if, 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 I, if I had to pick one over the other, I would go with Jerry Hughes. I would pick Hughes over Mario Addison. Here's my thing. I don't think both should be coming back next year. One of them definitely has to go. Now, Rich, I, I have a question for you. You're always a man that wants to give your flowers. And we gave flowers to the offensive line. We gave flowers to Dawkins, Morris, and Spencer Brown. Everybody was talking, you know, those guys are, are pretty safe. We haven't talked about Oliver enough. He's having a really good season. Has he done enough to make a believer out of you this year? Or do you think he's he's still got room to prove? Because he's been a force in multiple games this season. And Oliver's he's proven that 
he is taking the the next step towards towards progression. He's moved from something a, a guy in his rookie year that showed flashes. He came in his sophomore year, and we was we was a little disappointed, right? We was a little disappointed in his play. We thought, uh, based on his rookie year, he had uh, conse- uh, uh, consecutive sacks, consecutive weeks that he would uh, catapult himself in year two, but it didn't come to fruition, right? But this year. Uh, Ed Oliver is proven to be a a menace as a pass rusher, uh, a menace on the interior. So I really love what I've seen from Ed Oliver, and I would love to give Ed Oliver some help. He's the guy that I I, I would love to to put a a stout one-tech defensive tackle next to, and let's, let's see him get the work. That's why I always talk about, or I've been talking about the defensive tackle from Georgia in Jordan Davis. I would love a guy like that. Uh, 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 an immovable object like that to pair with an Ed Oliver because if he gets that, Ed Oliver could be even better than he was this year. So uh, I love Ed Oliver's play and his progression. He needs some help. You're about All a right. buck ten. You can go play next to him. <laughs> Before we get to uh, Buffalo Bills clinching a playoff berth and uh, playoff talk, got one more thing for A. Rich here. Don says Boogie Dang. Basham is damn near a waste of a draft pick. Killing him before he's dead. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, she she is going crazy on Blue Hey, these hey she's right sorry. I think, okay? she, she, I think she, she's I think she, sorry. I think she, I think she left the, the chat, but I want to talk about it anyway. Hey, Rich, is Boogie Basham a waste of a draft pick? That's that's harsh. That's a little, I think that's that's a little, a little harsh. Now, of course, you know. When the Buffalo Bills make an effort to improve the defensive line and the defensive line still has struggles, I think that's that's where the, the frustrations would set in. But I don't think we can actually put blame on, on Boogie and say he's worthless. He's a rookie. He's a rookie second-round pick, and he's going to take time to develop. Now, whether we felt that the Buffalo Bills should have went back-to-back defensive end in the, in the first and second round and different story, right? But uh, Boogie Basham is a rookie. He still has to develop. He still has to progress. So we, we have to give him that time uh, to do so, right? We have other guys that should be playing well that we shouldn't be having this that conversation about Boogie Basham. What about Star Latoule? What about uh, uh, Mario Addison? What about... These these other guys, the other veterans along the Buffalo Bills defensive line, uh, Boogie Basham is is uh, has a long way to go. But I I think I think we have to we have to let uh, guys progress before we that 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 narrative on him. Why are they okay with playing these other guys though? If if you're bringing in these young guys and you're mentioning how Addison or Hughes, one of them has to go. You draft mm. this guy, he's not doing enough in practice or showing you enough. When when is it enough? Because even a guy like Abenezu, who's been here a couple of years, isn't getting the playing time. Well, are, are we going to automatically assume that the, it, it, it's 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 them in practice and they're not showing enough in practice? How do I know the coaches ain't, ain't, ain't screwing that up? How I know? Uh, Gabe That's Davis what I'm saying. It's a coaching decision. Gabe, Gabe Davis. Okay. Gabe Davis should have more snaps, and he's not having more snaps. Isaiah McKenzie, Isaiah McKenzie obviously uh, played well 
when it, when it, when it was time for him to step up. So I'm not sure if, if, if we can, if, if we can say, if we can say these guys that's practicing is not really producing in practice, do we, can we really say that? The, that's the, what I'm saying. We can't staff, see it. We can't see that. The coaching staff, you know, they may be stubborn and may want to choose to go with veteran guys, you know, but as far as, as far as Boogie Basham, um, I like coming out of college and you know i still would want to see him progress before i put that narrative out on him justice i got a question for you buddy i want want to toss one to you about about the um just a quick one wide receiver for we i heard mckenzie stevenson are you okay with him returning uh punts and kickoffs you clearly see my tweets you you know i don't want that boy that boy is not good like He's so mediocre. Like, you know what? And it's not even that he's mediocre. It's just like I've seen McKenzie do way more. And, and like, <laughs> I know like McKenzie has made mistakes, but now they both made mistakes. So now what's your incentive for playing Stevenson? Just put Isaiah McKenzie in the game. That's, for the record, I have seen your tweets. I have seen your tweets. I just need to hear <laughs> I just, yeah, like, bro, come on now. Like, boy, fumbled. You know, not muffed it. Like fumbled, like had the ball and got smacked and fumbled. Like get him off the field. Not even that. Like just let him develop. Let Isaiah McKenzie go back there and in return kicks. But I uh, really, we, we, we like. I mean, saying I want to get into playoff talk. I, I want you guys to tell me if you guys actually think, objectively speaking, the bill. You actually think the bill an opportunity to win a wild card divisional. Conference Super Bowl. That's four games versus the best teams in the NFL. Do the Bills have what it takes to win a NFL championship, Jake Jordan? Yeah, they do. Uh, and and I don't think that, of course, everybody's going to want to point at like, oh, well, look at these teams in the regular season. Look, I've seen over the past few weeks, I've seen the Buffalo Bills either be that team that I wanted them to be or to be a team that when something's not working, they finally adapt and find a way to win. That is what I've been looking for this team to do this year. And I, and and I think that when it comes to playoff time, the bills need to have that kind of mentality going into the playoffs. Like, Hey, not working. Let's change it. We got to find a way to win. It's got to be scrappy football. And that's what that Atlanta Falcons game was. Everybody, you know, of course, went into the game. And I think our first round by too, you know, we, we were kind of talking about like, you can't, these guys aren't going to just lay down for you. You know, like they, the bills were going to go into that Falcons game and the Falcons, if they lost that game, their season was over. So you were going to get a team that's probably been playing a little bit better than they were probably around the middle of the season when they were still trying to find their way. Now they're like a, a, like a feral cat or like a raccoon backed into a corner. Like you, like you don't want to mess with that. Like that's what the Falcons were. And of course the bills were beating themselves, but as they were beating themselves, you know, the Falcons, I believe if that was any better team, the bills would have been in a big hole, but the bills still found a way to pull it out. And I think that that's the kind of thing that they need to do going into the playoffs against these teams is just to be able to either play their a game or when their a game just isn't there, Try to switch it up and find a way to win. And I think that the Buffalo Bills can hang with anybody in the NFL. And I think they have just as much of a chance as anybody else. And Kelly, do the Bills have what it takes to win the NFL championship this season? I'm, I'm going to give you an A-rich kind of answer. 
It depends. Okay. It's, really, it's, not okay yes, it's not it's not a yes or a no question to me. This is a this is one of his questions that, that'll probably be on this video today. And it's because it really depends on who the Buffalo Bills get matched up against. They they can beat every team, but there are certain teams who are more scary than others regarding the Buffalo Bills and their talent level. A team like the Colts, it's one that a lot of people do not want to see the Bills face because of Jonathan Taylor. The Titans may be getting Derrick Henry back. If you see them, they may be a problem. Kansas City is an issue. Not having Tredavious White definitely hurts the Buffalo Bills, but I think they've done really a really good job in scheming the defense, and Poyer and Hyde have been playing amazing. The fact that they're not pro bowlers bothers me a lot. Can, can they do it? Yes. Is this the year? I want it to be. Can, can I say that they're for sure going to go out and win the Super Bowl? Can I have that quote right now? I can't. But after the first game, after wild card game, and they win that, we'll talk again, Justice, and I may have a different answer for you. So you know what? Your non-answer gave me an answer because I asked you if the Bills have what it takes to win a Super Bowl. You saying you don't know basically tells me that you don't think they do have enough to win a Super Bowl. No, no, because they do have a chance. I mean – Every no, 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 not a chance, not a chance. Everybody in the team, every, exactly, every team in the playoffs has it. I'm asking you, do they have what it takes to win a championship right now? You tell me what coaches show up on Sunday, and I'll give you the answer. Tell me which Buffalo <laughs> Bills team shows up, and I'll give you the answer. Those are those are questions we can't we don't answer. know. A little bit of McDermott okay. shade. Okay. No, not McDermott, Shade, right. offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, everybody, yeah, offensive Brian line Dayball coach, shade. defensive line coach, every shade, every, any of any coordinator, any coach, the water boy, anybody who's on the sideline for the Buffalo Bills, I think is who I'm blaming. <laughs> hey, Rich, do the 2021 Buffalo Bills, 2021, 2022, Buffalo Bills have what it takes to win a Vince Lombardi trophy in February of this year, or maybe March. I don't know. Season been pushed back, but you know what I mean. Most definitely, 100%. 100% the Buffalo Bills have an opportunity to hoist this Lombardi trophy this year. I'm watching for a damn reason. There's a reason I'm watching these games. I'm watching these games because I feel the Buffalo Bills can win these damn games. Did I'm you not watch watching the drought? I'm, I'm, I watch all Bills games. I did. Okay. okay. I did watch all Bills games. Okay. Touche. Touche. But I do feel the Buffalo Bills can win this year. Why? Joshua Patrick Allen. Joshua Allen is the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, and I believe in my quarterback. I believe my quarterback can go toe-for-toe toe with any quarterback, Joe Burrow, Ryan Tannehill, Patrick Mahomes, it doesn't matter, and, and, and beat them, whether it's home or away. Now, yes, or we don't want to play certain guys, Indianapolis Colts, Derrick Henry, Tennessee. But the reality is you have to beat who you have to beat to go where you want to go, right? So we can't shy away from any opponent. Jonathan Taylor running like crazy and these guys running like crazy. I'm looking at the Buffalo Bills this year and Jonathan Taylor is a special talent, but the Buffalo Bills struggle running the ball uh, uh, on against the run, period. The Bills struggle against the run, period. So I believe that our coaching staff can possibly come up with ways to figure out ways to stop a Jonathan Taylor because we saw him already, and we can possibly work that to our advantage. But do I think we can win the Super Bowl this year? Yes. Why? Joshua Patrick out. 
I can't now, be the I, bad man all the time, okay? <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> Justice, let me turn the mirror towards you, buddy. What do you got? Yeah, was, are you? That's are what you I was about to say. I, I don't. I don't. I was trying to stay out of you know the whole topic night, but um, I have to say yes because first of all, hey, hey, Rich put it as, as as correct as it could be. We got Joshua Patrick Allen, like that gives you a fighting chance. Now, not only do we have Josh Allen, but we also have Stefan Diggs, who is a hell of a player himself. People think that the Diggs Allen connection is not as special this year. Diggs has 1,100 yards receiving. Like, come on. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it doesn't look as prolific, but like, they're still balling the hell out. So, um, you know, uh, and not only that, but really, like, I don't know how or why, but the way people sleep on his defense is just like baffling to me. Like, it's the number one defense in the league. I believe it's the second scoring defense. You can say what you want about them. They don't let they they you know they they're prone to you know get run on or you know they, they don't lose break this or whatever. But no, I love that. I think that's I'm just saying I'm just thing. giving you some characteristics of the defense if you were looking for. Yeah. Them. So like people say they 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 get run all over. They say all these bad things about the defense, but. Defense is out here, like you know, you you watch a running back gashing our defense and be like, oh my god, bro, this dude is running all over us. And you look up at the scoreboard and they have 12 points. <laughs> you know, so like, I, okay, I guess, like, you know, you could gash our defense, but if you finish the game with 14 points and our offense, our quarterback, our all-world quarterback has an opportunity to go out there and score more points than your deep than your your offense is scoring while you running all up and down the field. I'm fine with that. And I think that we can, you know, I, that's what I said. That's the reason why I thought I was so confident in our team to begin with this season was because we have a defense that is literally, I mean, I know all defenses should be, uh, you know, made this way, but we have a defense that is built to like, scoring, right? You're not getting nothing over the top. You're not getting any. Any deep passes, unless it's a pass interference or you moss somebody, but it's not happening too often. You're not getting a 60 yard touchdown through the air. Our safeties are too good, right? So now you have, you know, you have to work the ground, you have to work the short game, blah, 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 blah. And you could do all that, but you're not going to score very many points. And now we have an offense that's set up where they are gung ho. They run it down the field, they catching deep balls. Gabe Davis is putting two feet inbounds on the sideline somehow, some way, don't matter how, like I, I, the, the amount of catches that Gabe Davis has on the sideline is absolutely ridiculous. But Stefan Diggs out here making defenders look absolutely stupid. Cole Beasley out here in the slot, you know, catching everything in his own. Isaiah McKenzie on a jet sweep. Uh, Devin Singletary, who obviously you guys know I really like, you know, I think he's very underrated. And then, of course, Josh Allen. We have the offense that is built to score, 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 score. Our literally only problem with the offense is the offensive line. So if the offensive line is playing good, I think we have a chance to beat anybody in the NFL. I don't give a damn if it's the Colts, Titans, Chiefs. I don't care. We got a chance to beat anybody. Tampa Bay, we we, we, damn, we did beat Tampa Bay. We just couldn't beat Tampa Bay and the referees. So, you know, and, I, I think we have more than enough to take to win the championship. You got it, Rich. And think about you know the surrounding the surrounding areas, right? When I say surrounding areas, think about the other teams that's in the playoffs. I mean, we 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 know that the Cincinnati Bengals they played well, 
uh, yesterday. They played well the last two weeks, but they had their struggles. They had their inconsistencies. They got blown out by the Cleveland Browns. They lost, they lost games they were supposed to win. The, uh, the Tennessee Titans lost to the Jets. They lost to the Houston Texans a couple of weeks ago, right? So uh, all these teams, the Chargers, every team, the Buffalo Bills uh, have to run into, do they have uh, good traits about them? Of course, they're playoff teams. But again, they also have things to exploit. We want we, we talk about how scared we are with Jonathan Taylor, but they just lost to the Las Vegas Raiders yesterday. Right. So when you when you look at these teams, it's not like it's a, it's a 2010 New England Patriots team out there where they, they went undefeated. Maybe a, I might be a year, a year late, but it's not a it's not a, a team like the Kansas City Chiefs. Randy Moss. The, yeah, exactly. it's, it's not a, it's not a team out there like the Kansas City Chiefs like a couple of years ago. There is no overly dominant team that you could say, hey, this team is definitely going here. No, that's not that. that that's not one of those years. So because of that. And then the fact that the Bills do have that franchise quarterback, yes, they are definitely capable of hoisting that Lombardi trophy. Jake, I want to tell you my favorite thing about yesterday's game, besides the win. I want to see, and I want to, and I want to hear your thoughts on it. Josh Allen has usually one or two games where he just doesn't perform like any of them. Three interceptions, zero passing mm-hmm. touchdowns. Was very good running the football. I'm glad that that game is over with because that stat line, hopefully we aren't going to see it again from Josh Allen. Do you think that's good to get it out of the way now? Are you worried about seeing it again when the playoffs come? Well, hold on. Before, is before, a thing that happens. I, I, before, I actually on, would you, like before to – Before you answer that question, Jake, let me No, ask I'm not going to answer it because, you, because I wanted to throw it to you, Justice, because I know you got attacked on Twitter today. Yeah, I did. And I, that's why I wanted to I, ask I, you I want to get – okay. I, I want to see what oh, you yours. guys think. I want to see what you guys think. Do you guys think Josh Allen had a bad game yesterday? And I, actually, I'll give it to Dan first because I feel like I know his answer. You feel like he had a bad game yesterday? In in what essence of the word? As a thrower, yes. As no, a player, a bad game. no. Okay. Average. Average game. For, for Josh Allen's, for his name, for his performances this season, average game. Do you feel like he had a bad game? Mm, because I'm trying to look at it, and obviously on the ground game, he did just fine. But as a quarterback, I think, yeah, it was a bad game. I think just in the air, bad game by Josh Allen. But again, there's two sides to the game that Josh Allen played. So when you put them all together, you got to be like, it was oh, it was an okay game because when he was trying to throw it to the air, Josh Allen just wasn't on the ground. Josh Allen was working. So, yeah, he was okay. I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, my God, it was terrible. And I know the guy that was on Twitter or whatever, obviously we don't want to you know, put it out there too much, but that dude was, you know, Josh Allen. It it, yeah, oh, my God, morning. Dan, if you missed it, he was very mad. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, no. I I don't think Josh Allen had that. It was the worst statistical passing game that Josh Allen has had in his entire career. I will give you that. But there's a whole other half of the game that you have to put in with the performance. You can't just if Josh Allen didn't have any rushing touchdowns and didn't rush at all. Yeah, that's a horrible game. But he didn't. He he was effective on the ground and also ran two in. So gotta throw that in there. So Josh Allen had a okay day, but 
just as a thrower, he wasn't getting it done. Hey, Rich, what, what, what did you think of Josh Allen's day uh, on Sunday? Do you think he had a bad game? or was it, yeah. If I'm a basketball player and I go 0 for 18, does that mean I played bad? Is it possible I could I can find other ways to, to 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 help my team win the game, even though I went 0 for 18 from the field? Can I play defense? Can I, can, can I play defense? Can I block shots? Can I assist? Can I rebound? I can do other things if I'm having an off night. And that's what people don't don't want to see, don't want to understand. They forget that these athletes are human beings and they 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 can have off days, they can have uh, bad days throwing the football, but Josh Allen, in my opinion, played well. Josh Allen, in my opinion, played well because you know what? He said, you know what? Okay, the weather with the Buffalo Bills, the weather with the uh, the weather, you could talk about the weather, you could talk about uh, him not having it and him being off the mark with his accuracy, right? But okay, let's switch it up. You don't have it in that re retrospect today, right? Let's 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 find other ways to get you involved in game in a positive manner so what did brian dable do he switched up he switched up he made an adjustment now now josh allen became became a runner right now all of a sudden josh allen has 15 attempts 81 yards two touchdowns right so how could we say he had a bad game because without those touchdowns the buffalo bills don't win you know what i'm saying so it's it's hard for sure. me to say he had a bad game now did he did he have uh, did he have accuracy issues statistic-wise throwing the football? Of course, you want to see better numbers, but the result was a victory, right? He found a way to win on a night he didn't have, it, uh, uh, he didn't have his best night. So I congratulate the man for that. If we see, if we see these, these reoccurrences, then we can have this conversation. But human beings, athletes, players of all sports are allowed to have off nights. And that's what it was for Josh Allen. And, and I'm glad and I'm impressed that he had an off night and the Buffalo Bills won the game. So I'm going to look at it like that. And the most important and thing was that was a team win. A team win. Everybody else performed the way they should have. The offensive line, the running back really picked it up. The defense obviously played really well again. Everybody else, you know, we're, we're playing as the team. And Josh Allen, I don't know if you guys saw his comments after the game. He said he felt like he was on the group project and didn't contribute and got an A. That was the quote from Josh Allen after yeah. the game yesterday. See, um, now, for one, me, I, I feel like – I'll get to you in a second, Jake. Right. I feel like I, <laughs> I don't think he had a bad game at all. I really don't. I think Josh was on it on Sunday. I'm going to be honest with you. If you go out there and you look at what he was doing throwing the football, he was putting it on – People right between the numbers, and they was dropping passes. They were, you know, the three interceptions. One interception was a tip pass. People could say, "Oh, throw it away." That's a stupid decision, Josh. All right, fine. But if Josh threw away passes where he wasn't supposed to make a play, half of his credits don't exist. So I'm perfectly fine with Josh being aggressive there when he throws that first interception. Two of them tips. Tipped, it, yeah, yeah, two yeah, of yeah. them were tipped. So if 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 that first ball doesn't get tipped, that's a touchdown pass. It. Defender made a great play. Okay. If people say it was a bad play, Josh should have threw it away. That's fine. Whatever. But again, if Josh just throws it away when he's supposed to throw it away and doesn't try to make those, you know, plays down the field, he's not who we see today as Josh Allen. So that's just some things you're going to have to take that come with him. Second interception, Cole Beasley stopped running on his route. 
And then, you know, obviously it flew, fell right into the defender's hand. I don't put that on Josh. That's either miscommunication, whatever the case may be. I'm going to say that was a bad pass for Josh Allen. And the third one, obviously, another tip pass. They, they, they were tipping passes the whole day. Like, it, there were like two, three more tip passes that did get intercepted. Those defensive linemen had their hands up in there. I'm not going to say it's on the offensive line, whatever, whatever. Just good defense. That's just what I chalk it up to. Now, when I see that Josh was very accurate throwing the football, he just got three very unfortunate, mm-hmm. you know, footballs that were thrown that were happened to be intercepted. And then he had multiple dropped by his wide receivers because it was cold outside. And then not only that, but he was hella accurate in, in his own sense of throwing the football. You know, bad things just occurred. But he was phenomenal running the football. Two rushing touchdowns. What what did he have, like 70 rushing yards, something like that? Like 81. 81 rushing yards. Josh had a great day yesterday. He just didn't go the way they should, you know, typically when you throw the football. I feel like Atlanta made a lot of great defensive plays, but I don't think Josh had a bad day. As Bills fans, we can't just make excuses for all those plays by Josh Allen. Minus those three interceptions, Justice, he only had 11 completions. As a thrower, he was disappointed in himself. His receivers was dropping passes, and the, the I, defenders and took I, and three I, more I, passes. I agree with that, too, but not every single pass that day was deflected. Josh was not, not himself. He threw 26 passes. He threw 26 passes. 11 completions, you said? Yes. Three picks, three tips. I, I want to say at least four drops. Hey, I, don't, hey. I, would need, I would need the numbers to be able to verify that. But I'm just telling you, if he's disappointed in himself, we, we have a right to be a little disappointed in his performance as well. Just, I mean, just, in, throwing, just in throwing the football, not in, not in the sense that he played. As you mentioned, the, the rushing attack by Josh Allen, I loved it. I love when he takes off with the football. And I don't mm-hmm. think it was a terrible game. I told you it was an average game. But you making all these excuses – it, it's just that that's See, how now that's how fans that's the react. Thing, that's the thing though it's not excuses these these are people when you watch the film when you rewatch it as i've done two times which i do with every game i watch it two, I know three you times uh, so when you rewatch the game and you can analyze and diagnose things that happen in the game this is me telling you what happened in the game now there were three very unfortunate plays that happened like I also said, receivers drop passes, everything else. I'm not being mad at people for saying he had a bad game. I'm the one that got attacked for saying he didn't have a bad game. <laughs> I didn't attack anybody. I'm not, I don't have the right to feel how you feel. But when I'm looking at it as, you know, and you can say I'm a, a Josh or a, a Josh Allen apologist if you want to, <laughs> but I, I feel like I'm a Josh Allen apologist because I look at the game and I'm like, yo, this guy is doing some incredible stuff. Like this stuff is unbelievable. And, and then I say like, I'm not even like this is I will I'll let Josh have it when he's having a bad game beginning of the season. I was letting him have it because he wasn't playing well. So it's not that I'm not objective. It's just when I looked at the tape yesterday and I saw all those plays, I go, that's just really unfortunate. That's that's all I saw. And so I don't think Josh had a bad game. I just think the statistics look bad because Atlanta played good defense. The tip of the thing. Kudos all right. To Atlanta, all right, so I got a question for Justice. What if, what if that, what if he had, what if you take, you take away the Atlanta Falcons, you put in the, you put in the Rams in that situation, and the Buffalo Bills lose, and he has those same exact statistics. Do you think he had a good game? 
I'm he the same exact six running the ball and all. Running the you running the ball and all. If he had because you think he played, you think you I heard some greatness in some of your in in in, in expressing how you feel Josh Allen played yesterday. So, uh, is do he, you, he was are you look, individual so performance? Uh-huh. Is are you looking at his individual performance and saying he plays great, or, or is it the fact that he got the victory against the Falcons? If it was a different team like the Rams and he had them same stats, would you still classify that as a great game from Josh Allen? See how I am, and I thank you for asking that question, A. Rich. I really appreciate that. How I analyze the game is I look at what you do and in, in like the effect or, or what happens on the play isn't necessarily as important as what you did in the time you did it and how you did it. Okay. So like the fumble for in the Houston game, right? People say, oh, that was the bad decision. It was a bad decision because it didn't work. If, if it did work, we we're looking at it like it was a genius play. Okay. So Josh does things. And they are good ideas at the time, but sometimes they have a negative result, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm looking at Josh and he is putting the ball on the number, like ball is hitting people in the chest and dropping to the ground. Like that's what was happening on Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm looking at Josh and he's putting the ball on the numbers and Von Miller, Aaron Donald, whoever are tipping passes and three of them gets intercepted, they're tipping passes other, you know, and then the Bills decide to start running and Josh has a spectacular day running the ball. I'm not going to be mad at Josh. I'm going to say Josh did what he could do. The defensive play, players just made great plays. I don't analyze players based on how the team did. I analyze players based on how they did play by play. Nice. Dan, Dan, what's going on? What you thinking about, buddy? <laughs> hey, you know, I, the the thing that I learned the most about being with all the guys here in Built in Buffalo is, you know, Sometimes you're not going to sway somebody, and that's fine. It's all about understanding the other person's argument. And I can understand both sides of this. Just because we have a different opinion doesn't mean it has to get ugly. I make it ugly sometimes. I'm the obvious person <laughs> to tell you. But, hey, to each their own, I think Josh Allen's a hell of a football player, a hell of a guy. I I have a question for you guys now about him as well. And, and it's one that is – is something I think Justice pointed out on Twitter yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Is this the end of the MVP campaign for Josh after those numbers came out? I'm not in the performance, but just those numbers on paper came out. Is this the end of his bid for MVP? Yes. Josh Allen. We, we want a Super Bowl trophy anyway. I really don't right. think we're caring about individual awards. Right, Josh, right. Josh Allen, MVP, and, and, you know, I think that's over. And – us as fans, I think you know we we want to see our 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 players do good, and we want to see our our players get all the accolades. But at the end of the day, what's the most important thing here? The most important thing is is the Lombardi Trophy. So the Buffalo Bills are still in that hunt. Is Josh Allen? Is his individual accolade uh, out the window? Yes, but the team is still have everything they want in front of them in terms of. Uh, attempting to hoist that Lombardi trophy and it's the most important thing. That is the most important thing right now. Winning the damn championship. So all those other all these other accolades is it's it it's great, but we want one common goal, Lombardi trophy. And I, I want to address this comment by uh Kim. Uh she says from the coach's perspective his touch was a bit off yesterday. You know what? Josh was throwing some heaters. I give it to you. He was letting it fly like those were lasers and 
you know, 20 degree weather. I think weather. that's why Jigs so dropped it. It was too hard. It, too hard yeah. of a ball. It was a couple of them. And, and you know what? That's fair, but I'm also not going to put that on Josh because hey, we're a professional wide receiver, bro, catch the ball. Like, you know, and, and if I put it between the numbers, you need to catch the ball, you know. So, so uh, <laughs> that's that's how I feel about that. But, um, uh, yes, A. Rich, I, I do agree with you. Um, but, Jake, do you feel like uh, Heavy P bid is done now? Well, I've had fun the last like 20 minutes just sitting here listening to everybody. So I've gotten to see like every single perspective of this. And yeah, I think Allen's MVP conversation, I think it's done. I think there's just other players that are probably haven't had as many games where it's just absolute duds for it mm-hmm. to be like, all right, you know, we're it. I, I, I don't sit here and seeing that go like the committee especially because it, the MVP is all about story so you got to have the numbers with the story as well and Josh Allen just isn't doing it and I understand that he has like the second amount of touchdowns like he's the second highest total touchdowns in the league and everything but Josh just has these games where like we said I, I think it's okay I think that you know and I liked the thing that a rich brought up that if if this was a loss how would we feel about josh allen's play i watched josh allen put that ball in some of the tightest windows i saw on sunday like that was like premier josh allen putting it where only his receiver was going to get it and his receivers didn't help him out on some of those throws as well so i think the numbers could fluctuate however you want to blame it or whatever but if they lost that game yeah, I would say that some of those plays that Josh Allen ended up having would probably bring it down to, yeah, he probably had a very mediocre game is what I would drop that down to from okay to mediocre. But, uh, yeah, I think Josh's MVP bid is probably over. But you know what? It doesn't really matter to me. I think we're one of the only fan bases, and I get it because we paid the dude a quarter of a million dollars. Uh, but if the Patriots – if Mac Jones threw three interceptions, but they still won the game and they're going to the playoffs, you think they are sitting here as much as we are right now saying like, oh my God, Josh Allen, people attacking, you know, content creators, you know, after in the game. I mean, I get it, but I, I sit here and I'm like, all right, we won the game. Josh didn't have that creative game, but we have seen Josh at his peak before. And when he is on, he's on. So I'm definitely going to say that, yeah, Josh Allen's MVP situation it's it's probably done but i don't think that that really matters there's plenty of years he has left in this league to where he can most likely win the mvp and even if it's this year it doesn't matter focus on the playoffs focus on the games ahead and just try to win the whole damn thing who cares if you get the mvp you know it's sweeter than a regular season mvp so go for that so jake do you think that josh has solidified himself as a quarterback that is capable of winning the mvp one day like in the future yeah, I, I, I don't think that's a question. I think just with the numbers that he puts up relative to the other people that in quarterbacks that are in the MVP conversation, the last two years he's kind of proven everybody thought he was going to have a regression. For some reason, I still hear people saying that Josh Allen has regressed when it's like, dude, check the numbers out, right? Like the, this guy, these numbers aren't going to slow down. I don't see them slowing down. I can see this pretty much being the projection of Josh Allen and anywhere it can still go up. But even if this is like the floor, like that that's still, or this is the average that we're going to get of Josh Allen. Josh Allen's going to be one of those dudes every single year that 
you know, Aaron Rodgers still had that MVP season and he's towards the end of his career. Like Josh Allen's it, no matter what year, every year when Josh Allen comes into it, he's going to have that ability to win the MVP, no doubt. And I think we have to really, really figure out wh- where the hell this regression talk is coming <laughs> from. Man. I know that, that 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 shit kind of bothers me a little bit because it, it, the man's it's back to back four thousand yard seasons. Mm-hmm. Right now, when regression is 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 a strong is a strong word in my opinion, and I think it's 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 the wrong word to use when we're talking about Josh Allen. Does is his numbers down? a bit from last season yes but that's 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 not regression that's that's just players in 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 sports may have better numbers in some seasons than other seasons right when you when you put together years and you have years of playing sports quite naturally you're going to have better seasons than others mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's just what happens you know so i don't get what the regression is whoever says josh allen is regression and want to put to these put up the stats from last year and this year and you see it off by a little but still see four thousand yards and over 30 touchdowns and eight uh eight rushing touchdowns and uh over 600 yards rushing like you're a hater bro you're a hater there's a difference between regression and having a better season in in having uh better seasons than others rich you asked where the regression talk started it's from what you said yesterday people hate to be wrong and they were wrong about the fact that Josh Allen wasn't going to be a franchise quarterback. And they're wrong about the fact that he's regressing. It's just a situation where you have already answered your own question. You just got to listen to yourself a little bit more and you'll find the answer. I, you know what? I like it. I got you to listen to me for me. I, I, I see you take a lot of my notes. So uh, I, I, I like it. I like it. <laughs> so um, I, I think this this comment is very interesting. Imagine when Josh really understands the game. Like six years, he'll be 27, 28 years old, prime, scary thinking where he'll be if he continues to climb. Now, we look at guys like – go ahead. Go ahead, Jake. Oh, I was just going to say, imagine that we get the Josh Allen that we got in the Patriots game that utilized the the check down so well. Imagine that Josh Allen. he did it so perfect. Oh, my God. It was like – it was like Josh was able to make his read so quick to where, like, how many times did we watch Tom Brady just go, okay, yeah, I'm just going to check it down, and they just move right down the field. Like, like they'll kill you just like that. The fact that you can have Josh Allen have that kind of game where he can switch to, okay, we'll switch to the check down game, and then be able to also have the ability for him to throw a bomb 70 yards to a receiver and be able to have that big playability. If I can have a mix of those two Josh Allens, dude, that's like, give me a couple years where Josh Allen has such a great understanding of the game like that. Oh man, spin back in here. He's like, this show better go to a three. Man, that 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 first round by I love I, I love when you said that, Justice. We but years joke. <laughs> yeah. And for you guys, if you didn't, if you guys didn't watch that show, Justice, we were sitting there, and Justice goes, "Well, I guess we're gonna have to go to 3 a.m. so the West Coast, so we can celebrate New Year's with them." And everybody, <laughs> in the, everybody in the comments was like, "Oh, we're going to 3 a.m. Okay." That's but uh, yeah, no, I think a mixture of those two Josh Allen's, if we can get that, that and that progression over time, which Josh Allen 
just over time to do that because you know he's always getting better. Thankfully, we have a quarterback that has that mentality, has that uh that Mamba mentality or like that Jordan mentality where it's like you can always go and get better at something. There's something that you're not getting, work on it, get better at it, come back even better and stronger. One of the best things if you watch the last dance is Michael Jordan was tired of getting pushed around all the time. He's tired of getting pushed around, started to beef up offseason started lifting weights and beefed up like 20 pounds and then he came back and nobody was pushing michael jordan around anymore like he was like that's josh allen he's yeah even devin singletary's out there looking like a mountain dude like it's great i think that with that mentality josh is only gonna get better and i love that absolutely um and before we get to final i do want to get you guys in on something that i've been Mm -hmm. thinking about i i had this thought and i'm thinking just like Yo, Tredavious White tore his ACL a couple weeks ago, and you mm-hmm. you barely notice. It's like this is kind of it's kind of wild. Like when you think about it, right? Dane Jackson, Levi Wallace, Teron Johnson, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, mm-hmm. and in full strength, Tredavious White. Mm-hmm. What is your opinion on this defense or this this secondary? A Rich, what, what what do you think about them? Uh, with or without Trey White. Just as an entirety, a whole thing with with Trey White. Oh, I love I I you know I love our back end. I love our secondary. Uh, our safeties is I th- think blue to our secondary. Jordan Poirier and Micah Hyde. I think Tre'Davious White being out and and Buffalo Bills still having the second best pass defense ever since the Trey White in- injury has a lot to do with the safeties that the Buffalo Bills have. And I think they make things easier for a younger player like a, a Dane Jackson guy like Levi Wallace. Levi Wallace uh, is a guy that is is playing, in my opinion, the best ball of, of his career. You know, I don't, I, I, I don't hear too much negative talks about Levi Wallace this year. And I think uh, that's a detriment to how, how, how hard he's worked this offseason and, and and how he how he took his game and crafted his game. So I I I love the Buffalo Bills uh secondary the way it is now. But but that don't mean I wouldn't look to add where I see where I see fit because just like Josh Allen had a better season last season than this season, things can change that same way, right? So we want to continue to look and add pieces where we see fit. So uh, I love the secondary, but I'm still not ignoring possible upgrades i only say it because you know when i see the ball you know the opposing quarterback throw the ball down the field and you know the ball like you know you know where you can't see quite where the wide receivers are and the wide receivers the, the camera pans over to where the wide receiver is where the ball is approaching and you see levi wallace all up in his face knock the ball down you see dan jackson all up in his face turn his head knock the ball down I, I, I get so excited. Like that really gets me going. Like, all right. So Dan Kelly, what do you what do you think of this secondary? What's your opinion of them? Not everybody's gonna like this. And I and I want to start with that because not everybody's gonna agree with this, and not everybody agrees with me all the time. But I'm gonna I'm gonna start oh God, with what the are positive. You gonna say, man? Start with the positive. The the secondary is the best in the league with Tredavious White. Without Still a top five unit, I believe. Mm. Props to the coaches for what they've done. Props to Dane Jackson, Levi Wallace. But since Tredavious White has gone down, the level 
of receivers that they have been against are not the elite of the elite in the NFL. So these guys still have a lot to prove. I think they're they're long fits for the team. I'm I'm just not there with with everybody yet. I I like what I'm seeing from all of them, but when they were playing a team like the Bucks, it was a little bit of a struggle to to really cover those guys. I've been impressed, but there's still more work to be done. And I like what A. Rich was saying. And you know, there may be additions to be made anyways. Bring in some guys to to compete for some jobs even if it's reserve spots. But as of now, that secondary has been really impressive. I love the safeties. Props to Dane Jackson for what he's been doing. And exactly what you said, Justice, I love the fact that they're turning around, getting their head around. Remember when Ron Brooks was here? That was never happening. It was PI all the time. So I really enjoy enjoy that, watching that on the on Sundays as well. Last but not least, Jake Jordan. What is your opinion on this secondary? We, uh, we, we talked a little bit about it. Um, on first round by too, when we talked about the uh, secondary and I said that I really love the way that the secondary is playing right now. Obviously you get a blow and Trey white tearing his ACL, you know, one of the best corners in the league, obviously you think, okay, there's going to be quite a step down from that, but no, the coaching staff, I feel like the scheme in which the Buffalo bills use and how they're able to overcome it with their coaching has made, them still be able to succeed and be a top-tier unit in the league. I think with Tredavious White, again, this is like the best secondary in the league. And I think that when take Trey White out of the I love the fact, and I said that I hate that Trey White is injured, of course, but I love the fact that this, that we're getting guys like Dane Jackson more time to play and get that NFL experience so that when Trey comes back, Dude, that cornerback two competition next year between Dan Levi might be a little bit different from what it was this year against Damon Levi. So, and I like how Levi Wallace has been holding up. Of course, at the beginning of the season, I was there. We all talked about it. It was like me, UT, and I forgot. I think it might have been Izzy on the show. We were talking about Levi Wallace, and I said, "Look, I feel like I need to prove it." Levi has been damn good this year and i'm so glad that i get to eat crow about that especially after i ate crow with taron johnson and then they extended him <laughs> again i just feel like that i need to talk all this junk about these players and for some reason it's like it travels the airwaves and it somehow gets to them i can't be the only one that's wrong jake i appreciate you taking some of the blame too thank you dude i i i love taking the lump sometimes i love being proven when i say like again one of my first things when i came on the network was saying taron johnson was dog water dude taron johnson is nowhere even close to that he's one of the best <laughs> like like I, I i i don't even know like it's it's crazy and yeah i think that i love the fact that these guys get this experience it's going to carry over in the next year obviously to where that cb2 battle might be crazy if not you're going to guy Dane Jackson behind Levi Wallace or maybe even Levi Wallace behind Dane Jackson, uh, however it ends up, where you're like, we've seen these guys, if somebody goes down, like they've been holding it down. like, And we're going to have the same safeties. It's going to make it better. And I think that bringing in guys behind them, of course, they're always going to bring people in. Uh, I think that it's going to be great. I think they're probably dressing somebody too. There's going to be a lot to look at in the quarterback position. And Trey White going down only helps the future of the cornerback position because it's given these guys other looks. Is, yeah, is I agree with that last part. Is Levi Wallace a lock to re-resign? 
Are we sure? Are we? I mean, I know he's having a great season, but is he is he a, a for sure lock to to be re-signed for the Buffalo Bills? Because I think uh, some arguments can be made that it, it, it's it's more scheme based than anything, right? It's more and, scheme based than anything, and this cover three zone scheme can mask a lot of limitations players have. Mm-hmm. And uh, Levi Wallace being a free agent, we we love Levi Wallace, but. We understand money may be tight and 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 financial yeah. cap flexibility may not be there, may be scarce. So uh Sean McDermott may believe in his scheme a lot more than the player and may opt to to go via the draft to to go get their corner and maybe find one that's more athletic and faster than Levi Wallace to implement, and he'll be cheaper along the way. So I wanted to get your thoughts on that. How much of this is are, are we talking about individual play or is it is it is it the scheme that Sean McDermott possesses is the reason we see the success? Uh, again, I, I think that the scheme does have a lot to do with it. Obviously, I think that the players themselves still when they're in the scheme, they have to play well. Like that's mm-hmm. that's kind of like a thing. But I think that when it comes to Levi Wallace, the only reason that Levi Wallace won't be back on the team this year is if playing so well in the scheme that another team overpays for Levi Wallace. Some Buffalo Bills going are not to pay Levi Wallace. Yeah, the the Buffalo Bills are not going to overpay for Levi Wallace when they know that Dane Jackson is going to be on the team next year. So I I I don't think that unless they get let's see they're not bringing back Wallace unless he's coming. Yeah, exactly. Like Levi Wallace, uh, I don't remember if we ended up tendering him, but we this year but it was still kind of like we were going to let his rfa tender we were going to let him go and then he was kind of like just like no i i, I want to be in buffalo that's what happens so what happens this year when a team comes knocking with the salary cap going up and being like hey levi wallace we want to give you actual deal we like what we saw from you in buffalo we want you to be the guy over here i think that that's most likely what might happen and I, yeah i think that the scheme with the shortfalls that might be in there with not having trey white in there i think it covers up a lot of things but again, I still think that the players have to execute in that scheme. And while maybe it covers up some of their flaws, they still have to play pretty damn good to be in it and obviously mm-hmm. to be starting. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I don't know if he's if he's back next year. Obviously, we'd love to have him back, but he might be a little too expensive the way he's been playing. No, Sean McDermott loves Levi Wallace. Loves mm-hmm. Levi Wallace. Justice, take us away. He loved being um, Marlon, well, too. No, go, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I, I just I'll think go. that. He, he has a spot on this team if he wants one moving forward, just because mm-hmm. of the way that McDermott and LaFraser have stuck to him, the way that he's been, he's been getting his chances here. I, I agree. He may get paid handsomely. He may leave. Me and Rich talked about Kenny Galladay on the kind of interest, a guy who went to chase the bag in lieu of success, went to the Giants mm-hmm. where there is not success. So if Levi Wallace wants to play for a Super Bowl, maybe he resigns with the Bills. If he wants to go get his – money he may take a contract elsewhere um so me, i was just gonna say that one of two things is gonna happen uh so we know obviously levi could have went and got a pretty big paycheck last last off season uh he decided to stay in buffalo for a very minimal deal um so he he might very well come back with a discount just because he loves the environment i know a lot of the players love the environment a lot of players mm-hmm. love the environment, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that, that may be a thing. Milano Keck with a discount. Josh Allen, I mean, another uh, discount really, but, you know, he, he made it somewhat favorable for the Bills as well. Um, you know, and I feel like if 
Levi doesn't come back, it's because somebody dropped the bag. Somebody dropped in the Brinks truck on Levi Wallace this offseason. That's happening. Um, I just it will it's yet to be seen if he'll take it or not. You know, because if he does take that, then you know, more power to him. He's he's earned it. You know, I feel like he's a really good season. Bag, man. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I would like to see Levi Wallace back. Um, obviously, it's gonna have to be on a discount, but uh, we'll see what happens. You know, we've seen Brandon B's magic before. I'm sure we'll see they do it again. Um, but uh, I did want to go ahead and get into thoughts. So I kind of stole this from a rich, but <laughs> if there's anything you guys, uh, you know, have that you want to get off your chest or anything you want to say about the Buffalo bills or anything at all, uh, go ahead and say it. We'll start with uh, Dan Kelly. Everything that Rich said today is wrong. Don't take any of it. Don't listen to any of it. Erase it from your mind. Make sure you're taking notes. That's going to be the new thing here with Rich and I. I appreciate all of you. Thanks for having me on. Jake, it was great being on with you. I, I need to work with you more in the future. Justice, thanks for having me on. I love all you guys in the comments. This was a really good show. Uh, very easy. Absolutely. I agree. It was a really great show. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, just let everybody know where they can find you as well. What's up? Uh, Dan, what? Wow, that's so weird. Okay, Dan, go ahead. And <laughs> like, I thought that's you meant. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys know where I am by now. At the real Dan Kelly on Twitter. Conflict of interest drops every Sunday. Pre-game show hosted by myself. Post-game show hosted by my man, A. Rich. Jake, your turn, buddy. And yeah, now it's finally my turn. Let's go on, everybody. This is my final thoughts. Um what what do I think? I think, of course, we didn't talk too much about the Jets game this week. And obviously, that'll be something that we do on first round by on Friday. Uh, and and I and I know that we're going to be like, oh, it's the Jets. But of course, I, I, I don't think, again, the same way that I think the Falcons are going to lay down. I think the Jets would kind of like to play spoiler for us. Uh, just like I think the Dolphins still play spoiler for the Patriots, even though we're both clinched for the playoffs. Uh, no, I, I, I can't wait. I loved having this show. I loved being with a rich. And of course this is the first show with Dan Kelly. Uh, we'll definitely have to have you on first round by that me and justice do every Friday night. And of course you can find me at Jake, the bills fan. I do the lowdown every single Friday morning. So whether you're sitting around your coffee or going to gym or whatever, you can listen to that. Definitely hot takes get thrown around and I always like to integrate things into the show. Like my halftime, I always have in the middle of the show. I do 15 minutes. There's a half. And then there's another 15 minutes afterwards in that halftime. I like to put in things that are like, uh, like from the actual national media, like clips from that audio, put that in there. So bills fans, you know, we always kind of sit there and go, the national media trashes on us. I like to go find the good things that I hear the national media say and throw them in the halftime so that you can get to hear that as well. So that comes out every Friday morning. And then of course, Friday nights, I do it with my man justice and Izzy on first round by where we would, it's 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 one of the funniest shows we always bring on a guest and Izzy and all, all everybody on the show. It's always a great time. So yeah, make sure to tune into that and go Bills. Um, and last but not least, the founder, the boss man himself, Mister Akeem King Rich Riches. Uh, what's your final thoughts, bro? Um, playoff scenarios. The play playoff scenarios. Is 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 into my final thoughts because it's a lot of interesting ways it can things can happen things can develop and I I kind of wanted to a- ask a question I wanted to leave with a question 
Would you feel okay with the Buffalo Bills giving up the AFC title or favorable matchup in the playoffs? You understand what I'm saying? So if the Buffalo, and so if there's if, if, if there are scenarios where it was like, okay, if the Buffalo Bills win, they have to play the Colts. If the Buffalo Bills lose, they may have to play somebody else that that's probably match up matched up better on paper with the Bills, right? So that's what I'm thinking right now. Or would you be willing to give up the A title and rest starters or whatever the case is for a, a, a more favorable matchup in the playoffs? Or are you the t- type to say, you know what, let's go ahead, let's win the AC title. We don't give a damn if it's the Colts first round. We don't give a damn if it's Tennessee first round. We don't give a damn if it's uh, Cincinnati first round. I, I just wanted to get your thought process on on, on playoff scenarios and how it, it may unfold. I'm and so glad you, you asked and if you give up the AFC title real quick, Jake. If you give up the AC, AFC title, you don't have to play in Buffalo in the wintertime. You get to travel somewhere else. I'm so glad that A. Rich asked this question because the whole time I've been sitting here, I've had the ESPN playoff machine in front of me, and I've actually been playing around with playoff scenarios. Mm-hmm. If – Everything kind of goes the way that I think it's going to be with like the Chiefs still winning, the Bengals beating the Browns because the Browns uh, look absolutely awful right now. Uh, Mayfield's 15, 65 yards in one pick. Uh, he looks terrible as he yeah, usually does these last few weeks. Uh, so I, I, the way things are going to go, I, it all comes down kind of that Chargers Raiders game, right? But if the Bills were to purposely lose against the Jets, and concede it to the New I wouldn't England say Patriots. purposely. I, I just say rest, rest, guys. You know, yeah, 425, rest. 1 o'clock games. They yeah. might see something like, you know what? Let's rest some guys. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is a scenario, and that's especially with, like, the Titans beating the Texans, the Colts beating the Jaguars. Kind of like the things that we kind of assume are going to happen. The Patriots beat the Dolphins. If the Jets beat the Bills, there's a scenario where the Bills are the seventh seed playing the Chiefs, who are the second seed in the first round. Mm. And I'm like, mm, don't I don't know about that, because mm. if the Bills win, most likely we play New England. So okay. I don't know. I, cool I think I kind of want New England in the first round, and I do kind of yeah, the Chiefs. I, I, I think we watch New England. Although we'll be in Buffalo again. Mm-hmm. So... That's, they're they're that, not going to arrest anybody. This isn't a yeah. team that wants to lose against yeah. the division rival. This isn't a team that has that mentality. This isn't a team that that thinks that way. This is a team that needs confidence going into this game. They're, they're going to do their goddamn best to beat the New York Jets and, and get home field advantage. If we don't want home field advantage, it doesn't matter. They want home field advantage. No matter how bad they play at home, they still want it. Mm. Nice. I like it. I like it. But that's my final thoughts. A Rich, I can't rich. Nah, you I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> been a been a great show, Justice. I I I like the vibe of the show. I like the, the vibe of 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 how you present the show. I like the debate. The debate topics is very interesting. Uh it's lively. It keeps everybody on their toes. So I appreciate you for having me on, man. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that, man. Um, if you don't know from, us, from... get to know us, by the way, guys. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, my final thoughts are going to be uh, Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the league. Dan Kelly's a, a hater. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> 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 I'm joking. I'm joking. Dan. I'm joking. Dan, no love, man. Dan no is love, my man. 
Dan, Dan is my man. He, he knows he's my man. I'm just joking with him. Um, but in reality, um, I do want to thank all of you guys for joining me tonight. Um, I want to thank everybody in the conversation as always. You guys are awesome. You guys are the reason we do this. Um, all the likes, retweets, free posts, all of it. We appreciate every every uh, last bit of it. Um, and again, thank you to these three amazing gentlemen for coming on uh, the show and doing this with me tonight. Um, so you guys obviously know you can, I got to change my ad name now, actually. Uh, you guys, you know, you can follow me um, on Twitter at Justice General. <laughs> He's <laughs> not a hater, guys. Co- I'm my cousin in the comments killing me. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. All right. Hey, hey cousin might know nice. you to be a hater. I don't know, maybe, but. <laughs> but uh, the only uh, game right, we so... watched together this year was Bills and Jags. So tell me not to hang out with him because he's not coming over. Yeah. No. Don't not invite him to barbecue. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, y'all need to shun each other from pillars. Y'all need no, to never connect again. Ba- ba- barely texted. We're, we're, we're only just horrible things come out of y'all. Yeah. Yeah. That was terrible. <laughs> While we're at the barbecue, <laughs> he can go to Sonny's, bro. Like, he ain't. <laughs> <laughs> Sonny's. I like it. <laughs> but uh again thank you gentlemen for joining me tonight this is the buffalo bills um this is not buffalo bills this is the bills and buffalo <laughs> podcast good night everybody go bills